Hey everyone, welcome to Yoga Land Yoga Teacher's Companion. I'm your host, Jason Crandall. And what I'm gonna do today is I'm gonna build on the most recent podcast that I did about flexibility and mobility. And I wanna unpack some really similar concepts, some similar to flexibility and mobility, um, some similar concepts, but with different language, okay? I wanna unpack active range of motion passive range of motion, and then end range strength or eccentric strength, okay? Now, for me as a yoga teacher, the other thing that I wanna do is I wanna share when I utilize those different types of motion, when I focus a little bit more on passive technique, when I focus as a teacher and practitioner a little bit more on active range of motion, when I focus a little bit on end range strength. I was saying this in the last podcast I did, I don't want there to be a dichotomy. In the modern era, I don't wanna take things that are useful for our well-being off the table. So I want us to understand active range of motion, passive range of motion, and range strength. And I wanna share with you when I tend to utilize those different styles or those different techniques and what in 25 years of practicing and teaching where I think those different techniques benefit us as a, as a practicing community, okay? So what we wanna think of is active range of motion first. Now, if you did listen to the conversation about mobility and flexibility, active range of motion is really the same thing as mobility. Active range of motion implies that the muscle groups and tendons and ligaments, right? But the muscle groups of a joint are moving that joint. So an active range of motion of, the, of hip flexion, and I'm gonna give you a bunch of different examples, okay? Means that the hip flexors are moving the joint. It means that there's nothing else helping that motion. So active range of motion means the muscles of that joint are responsible for 100% of motion of that joint. Passive range of motion means that there is, or it implies that there is the inclusion of an external force or external leverage, okay? What that means is the muscles of the joint are receiving help from muscles or some external source of leverage that is different than that joint, okay? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this really clear when we see some examples, okay? So active range of motion implies the muscles of a joint are responsible for 100% of the motion of that joint. Passive range of motion means you got a little bit of help. There's something else kind of pressing or pulling that joint into an increased range. And then what we're gonna see is end range strength is still technically passive range of motion, but it's where you engage the muscles that are stretching a little bit as they're stretching. So what that means is if my hamstrings are stretching, then when my hamstrings have hit their end range, right, when they've hit their end range, that I'm engaging those muscles a little bit as they're stretching. Okay, so let me give you a couple of examples. And those of you watching the video podcast, you can see this, but I know a lot of people also just listen to this, so I'll walk you verbally through. So I'm gonna do kind of my favorite way to demonstrate this is, I'm gonna do supta padangustasana, so recline hand to big toe pose. 
So now, as I lay back, everyone, I am going to straighten my left leg on the ground and I'm gonna reach my right leg towards the ceiling, okay? So what is producing the hip flexion here, right? So my hip is flexing, my right leg, the one that's reaching towards the ceiling, that hip is flexing. And is it getting help from outside? No. So I'm not holding on. Those of you not seeing, I'm not holding on to the leg, I'm not lifting, I'm not pulling, there's no belt. My hip flexors are flexing the hip and 100% of the hip flexion that I'm achieving in my right hip is coming from my hip flexors. That's active range of motion. 100% that's active range of motion. Now, I'm gonna make it passive range of motion because now I'm gonna take my hand, I'm gonna hold my big toe, and with my arm, I'm gonna pull my leg a little bit further. Okay, so it doesn't mean that my hip flexors aren't working. My hip flexors may also be working, but there is the induction of greater range from the application of leverage coming, where, coming from somewhere other than that joint, okay? So I'm gonna let go, I'm gonna do the same thing on the second side. So if you're watching, watch. I am flex my left hip, I've taken my left leg towards the ceiling. This is active range of motion, that's as far as it can take itself. Now, I'm gonna reach up with my left index and middle finger, I could use a belt, I could hold behind the leg, I'm gonna hold it, and I'm gonna pull it a little bit deeper. So now it is passive range of motion, why? Because the dominant force that is flexing my left hip is no longer my left hip flexors. It's, it's leverage from the outside. Another thing that it could be, so imagine you're in a scenario, right, where in the vast majority of more kind of traditional or old school manual adjustments, those are almost all passive ranges of motion because you have a force from the outside that's pressing a little bit, pressing that joint a little further into a range. Now, whether you think that's a good idea or not a good idea is not the question here, okay? So I'll do another thing, nice and simple. I'm gonna lay on my back, my left leg is straight, and then all I'm gonna do right now is I'm gonna pull my right knee into my chest, right? So again, and it's another hip flexion thing, but it's, it's visually, it, it works, okay? So I'm pulling my right knee into the chest. Now, I'm not holding on. I'm flexing my right hip by virtue of engaging my right hip flexors, and that's it. So this is active range of motion. This is active hip flexion. But now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take my hands, I'm gonna hold the shin, I'm gonna gently pull in, okay? So now it's passive. It just went from active to passive. Why? Because I've taken something from outside of the right hip flexors to create hip flexion. I'm not using my right hip flexors to make that motion. I'm using something from the outside. I'm using an external source of leverage. In this case, that external source of leverage are my arms. Okay, so one more example of this, right? Really simple. Um, if I do shoulder flexion, right? So if I sit here and I do shoulder flexion, if I, I'm taking my left arm up, okay? So I'm raising my left arm overhead. Now as I raise my left arm overhead, it's gonna stop. This is active range of motion in shoulder flexion, okay? Now, what happens when my right arm decides to help 
it goes a lot further, okay? So active range of motion in my left shoulder, active shoulder flexion, I'm taking that arm as far as it goes till it stops. That's my active range. Now my passive range is how far can something else take that, right? So we talked in the last episode about flexibility and mobility and their relationship between the two. I think it is fair in a non-clinical setting to equate mobility with active range of motion and flexibility with passive range of motion. But I wanted to have a this as kind of these as separate podcasts because if we if we try to understand too many different words and kind of concepts at a time, they just get all muddled together, okay? So now what I wanna do, everyone, is I wanna bring up one important point between passive range of motion and active range of motion, and then I wanna take on this kind of third thing, end range strength, and then finally I wanna tell you applications in my life. One of the things that we want to understand is you're probably always going to have more passive range of motion than active range of motion in pretty much anything. Like if you use external leverage to move an entity, you're probably always going to be able to move it more than the entity can move itself because you have more efficient leverage, okay? But you, you don't want a massive disparity between your passive range and your active range, okay? You're always gonna have more passive range than active range. Maybe there's some exceptions that I can't think of right now, but let's just say you're always gonna have more passive range than active range, that's fine. However, you don't want an extreme disparity, why? Because you don't want, you don't want a lot of motion in your body that you can't also control, right? So it's not that motion is problematic. It's not that passive range of motion is problematic. It's not that flexibility is problematic. Those things only become more potentially problematic when you don't have control in those things. And so for people that have a little bit more passive range of motion and a little bit less active range of motion, it, it will behoove them to try to split the difference. So if I'm really good at things being passively moved, but I'm not very good at that same thing being actively moved, I wanna focus more on active range of motion because I wanna build the, the dynamic control side of the spectrum to balance out that passive component of the spectrum. Now, let's move on to end range strength, which is a little bit more difficult concept to get, but I think we can get it really quick and simple. So end range or eccentric strength is technically really a type of passive flexibility. It's, it's a type of passive range of motion. But it implies that you are engaging your muscles as they are being stretched. So I'm gonna give you the example I always really like to give. And if you can do this with me at some point, I think uh, it will be really helpful for you. So I'm gonna do Ardha Hanumanasana, so half Hanumanasana, my right leg is forward, okay? Now, I'm just doing a simple version of this, but my right leg's forward, I'm in Ardha Hanumanasana, and this is passive range of motion, why? It's passive hip flexion, and it's passive spinal flexion, why? 
Well, because spinal flexion, I'm just using gravity to kind of drop me forward. And then how is it passive hip flexion? Well, because my heel is being held in place by the floor. It's active if I'm here, right? So those of you watching right now, I've sat down and I've lifted my leg off the ground and now I'm reaching forward, right? So if you see me here, this is active spinal flexion and active hip flexion and it's not much fun, it's super hard, right? But now as soon as I bring that heel plunk in contact with the ground and I use leverage of gravity to bring my spine a little bit forward, now this is passive hip flexion and it's a passive stretch of my hamstrings and those are not bad things. Like, this is a really nice thing. However, if I stay here in this passive range of motion stretching my hamstrings, and now with my heel, and this is not something you will see, even if you're watching the video, you're not gonna see this. That's why doing this at some point is really helpful. If I now start to press my right heel actively down into the floor, it's not just there, it's not like a paperweight on the mat, it's a dynamic system pushing down. If I press that heel down and create the action of pulling that heel back, so I'm pressing down into the floor with my heel and I'm creating the action as if I'm trying to pull that front heel towards the back of the mat or drag the mat to the back of the room, now those muscles, those hamstrings that are stretching are engaged in their stretched position. So I have taken my hamstring to its end range and then now I'm engaging it in its end range. So, so what does that do? That builds more passive range of motion because I still have the leverage from the outside but it also builds more strength in that range of motion and that is a really good thing, okay? So, active range of motion, passive range of motion, and then kind of converting passive range of motion to end range strength means you're working the muscles that are stretching, you're engaging the muscles that are stretching a little bit in their stretched position. Now, all of these techniques are techniques that for me, I employ. I employ all of these techniques as a teacher and I employ all of these techniques as a, as a practitioner. I do think that of all of these techniques, passive range of motion has the least amount of application in the real world. Um, being able to be passively lengthened into a position can be helpful in yoga, but it's not necessarily as helpful outside in life. But I don't, I don't, I don't wanna cut us off from a viable technique. So when do I think passive range of motion is the most valuable? For me personally, this is not, this is, I'm, not, I'm not putting this on the world, for me personally. Passive range of motion and passive stretching, for me, tends to work best when I'm dealing with a mechanical deficiency of range, meaning, that joint is tight. It's short and tight. It's short and strong and tight. There is a limited range of motion, right? And that range of motion is deficient. 
Passive range of motion tends to be helpful in that situation. When else do I think passive range of motion is helpful? Passive range of motion is so good, it's so soulful, soulful in terms of downshifting or downregulating the nervous system. So energetically, being soft, being receptive, easing into something, letting go, you can't overlook the value of this. It is so important. Active range of motion. Active range of motion and end range strength are incredibly important mechanical um, techniques and those are inc incredibly important um, strategies to employ, especially when you're doing a dynamic practice. So when I'm practicing and doing a dynamic practice, I tend to do more active range and end range strength because I want those muscles to be strong enough to tolerate the stress load, not just be able to go somewhere, but be strong enough to tolerate the stress of there. Whereas I tend to use passive range and passive techniques when something is like hugely deficient in its flexibility, but also strong. Um, and then when I just need to relax and chill out a little bit, okay? So hopefully this helps you just kind of unpack and see the relationship between uh, these dynamics.